Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Ah, yes, it is time now to talk to Fran Priscilla from ESPN, standing by Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, getting ready to to, uh, head over to the Pentagon. Oh, tonight's going to be so much fun. Uh, Fran, I love the fact that you've been embedded almost. I mean, you were at Baylor, you're in Waco, and then suddenly you're in Sioux Falls. Um, I mean, you love seeing these teams up close across the Big 12. But, man, what a special night it is to be kind of the the only game in town, so to speak. Uh, It's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty exciting stuff, Fran. Pretty good. Pretty fun, Mose. I'm here with Roxy Bernstein. We're uh, getting ready for what I think is going to be a uh, terrific game. Quite honestly, I think both of these teams are going to go deep into March, maybe early April. And I say that because the uh, Final Four is backed up this year, the second week of April. Uh, But two really good teams, very similar, both deep, coaches of friends, um, and I honestly have no earthly idea. I don't even know what the line is. You know what the line is? I have no idea, but I know it's going to be a very, very evenly matched game. Yeah, although uh, they may be friends, but Bruce didn't like this uh, not getting the film swap done on those scrimmages. He kind of wanted to yeah. see a little Baylor yeah. film. I thought that we, that adds a little bit of – I mean, it's already a lot of juice and a lot of fun tonight, but Bruce was uh, – yeah. He kind of wanted to see some of that Baylor, and I think Scott had agreed to not send any film out uh, with the you are, Aggies in Gonzaga. You have good, you have good in, inside information there, I have to tell you. But, yeah, you're <laughs> correct. But I would just say uh, I don't think, Bruce, you know, it, it obviously helps if you have some film. But both teams are in the same boat as far as not having film. So I think uh, – and both teams have a track record of how they kind of want to play. Not exactly. Everybody changes up from year to year based on your personnel. But I think it kind of makes it more exciting that both teams aren't going to exactly know what's coming. And it means that uh, you got to be smart enough to adjust on the fly. And if you look at both teams, you've got teams that are going to play 10 guys, I believe. You've got transfers um, coming up from the mid-major level for both teams. In fact, Auburn's got a Division II kid who's transferring up. Each team has a precocious McDonald's All-American freshman. Uh, Aiden Holloway has played high school basketball with Eve Misi. And so, uh, and, and again, me being the expert here on this call, Moe, when it comes to college basketball, no offense, uh, I don't have any idea who's going to win this game. Wait, are you saying on this call with me that you're the expert? Is that is that what you're trying to suggest? I don't know. I mean, uh, that, uh, that, that was. <laughs> I'm just being blunt. I mean, you're hey, yeah. your 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 listeners want you know, they want transparency and honesty. <laughs> but well, honestly, we need no. that much honesty. But yeah, I would agree. I uh, you know, no. I'll, I'll go with that. Now that's interesting, the, though the Holloway. That's why we have you on for that kind of insight. Yeah. There was also another player Bruce was mentioning that had been held out of these scrimmages that is yeah. going to play tonight. Um, this Auburn team. I mean, he he loves this matchup because he he was he admitted if we beat Baylor, we'll go straight in the top twenty or to, top twenty five. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of fun to hear a coach, uh, and, yeah. and Bruce doesn't mind telling you what he thinks, right? But to come out and That's just admit right. that, a lot of times like, oh, we don't care where we're ranked. We don't care about this. Yeah. But they kind of do. 
I mean, they want that no. respect, and they want to be ranked, and he knows, hey, if they beat Baylor tonight, they'll probably get ranked. Without a question, and, and listen, credit to both coaches for playing a game, obviously, this early. And uh, I would say this, honestly, a loss by either team tonight. By the way, one of these teams will lose the game tonight, and mm. it will likely not matter. Like, there's going to be no tailspin here. It's really a measuring stick for both teams. And uh, Bruce is honest. They have a good friendship. I mean, you know, uh, we all know what's going on in the world, and Bruce has been adamant about his feelings about, you know, his religion and and Israel and taking his team over to Israel. And, of course, Scott and his staff wear their faith strongly. So there's a lot of commonality here, a lot of respect. Um, and, again, as I said, the teams are going to be very similar on the court. So we'll, we we should really have fun with this. And, you know, I, I think, quite honestly, if Baylor comes away with a win, it's just going to end. I, I think Baylor's better than the 20th-ranked team in the country, and I think Auburn's a team that's going to be ranked uh, – quite a bit during the season what did you do did you take a parka with you or i mean you're a guy that spent a lot of time in new york cold weather doesn't bother you too much right or you kind of have a light pullover what are you what are you rocking there in south dakota what are we looking at weather wise today i was in dallas for so long man and got so used to 105 degrees like every day of the summer that I'm actually enjoying this change of seasons up here. But I am rocking a uh, half-zip sweatshirt right now. Mm. And uh, it's got a nice little ESPN college basketball logo. Logo. Uh, Ro- Roxy is rocking a Maccabi Tel Aviv basketball hoodie. So it's a little nippy up here. But um, <laughs> I like the change of seasons as long as it's not snowing and as long as it's not January. <laughs> I had John Underwood on the other day, by the way, and uh, actually talking about the passing of Bob Knight and him working yep. with Coach Knight and getting to know him and being yes. around him. Boy, you did too. Um, you worked with him, yeah. and, and what a you saw him. Uh, I mean, what an interesting guy over the years to see him when he was a coach and then as yeah. a broadcaster and everything. That was the uh, – no matter what you felt about the man, he took up a lot of airspace – and we lost yeah. an enormous legend in the game. I mean, when we no, we did we lost we yeah. did yeah we did uh, Mose. I'll tell you honestly, I wanted to be a basketball coach when I was fourteen, and that that goes back to the early seventies. And Coach Knight had an amazing and incredible influence on the coaching profession. Uh, he and Dean Smith did more for the coaching profession than any two coaches in the last fifty or sixty years. You know. They were friends, but they played different styles, and you either were going to be, you know, Coach Knight was simplicity and execution, one offense, one defense. Coach Smith was like in multiple defenses, surprise and change. So from that standpoint, he had enormous uh, impact on the profession. I got to know him as a young coach. I got to know him as a broadcaster. Like many people, I was on both sides of the coin, if you will, good and bad at times, but a lot of people don't realize this. I did the last three games that he broadcast at ESPN at the NIT. And I got along great with him at the end and would visit him out in Lubbock uh, before he moved back to Bloomington. We knew he was losing some of his mental capacity, um, but very complicated. No question. There's some bad with the good. But mm-hmm. I think when you see the way most of the former players reacted to his passing, 
it kind of cuts through some of the nonsense and let's face it, some of the bullying that we saw, you know, out there in the public eye at times. Mm-hmm. Who's Baylor's? Who's Baylor's best player? Like tonight, it may not be the guy two months from now. Like when you Ooh. and I don't know where Jacoby is uh, in this yeah. whole process. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, yep. You're good about tempering expectations. I think I'll, I'll probably hear you say that tonight. Hey, this guy may be better in whatever. But, uh, you know, coming up in a couple of months than now. We, tonight, who do you think's like yeah. ready for action? Is it Bridges? Is it? It, maybe it is Walter who, or Ray J. Who yeah. do you think comes out kind of leading this team, so to speak? I, I think it's it, – honestly, now you – what do you think I am, an expert? Uh, <laughs> no. I, 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 uh, no, that's a great question. You know, it's the, – the beauty of this game, as I said earlier, is both coaches are saying – are asking the same exact question that you just asked me because they – you know, for example, Aiden Holloway, the terrific little McDonald's All-American freshman, he's only played four minutes in the, in the in the one game and the one scrimmage. He got hurt four minutes into the Furman game. So Bruce Pearl has no idea how this, I say this uh, fondly, this hot shot McDonald's All-American is going to play. We think Co- Jacoby's going to be a phenomenal player for Baylor this year. But how does he react when the lights come on? Now, if you ask me, obviously Jalen Bridges finished the season really strong. We all remember that incredible game against Iowa State in the Big 12 tournament. And uh, on the other side of the coin, um, Bruce has got some guys. You mentioned the big kid with the shoulder injury who's going to play tonight, Janai Broom, mm. first-team All-SEC preseason. Anxious to see how he plays. But again, not to be a broken record, the beauty of this game is both of these guys, coaches are going to play likely 10 each. So that's and, – and Bruce Pearl said this as of this past week. He could see 10 guys playing 20 minutes apiece. Um, and I could see something very similar on the Baylor side because you got Miro Little, you got Jaden Nunn, you obviously have Langston Love, you have, you know, you got Ray J. And up front, you got, you know, five big guys that can all contribute. So that is why Roxy and I cannot wait for this game among, among many other college fans is that there's a lot of mystery here. And it will sort itself out by, uh, let's see, 10 o'clock uh, Central Time. Yeah, that's going to be late. That's going to be late uh, for all of us, <laughs> and we don't care. It's kind of exciting. That Jaden Nunn is supposedly a great defender. Talking to Fran Priscilla here from ESPN, yes. Yes. of course. And it's fun to hear him talk the other day. They had he and Jacoby, Jacoby representing the team. But Nunn may be the guy that kind of sets the tone defensively I, I do think this team is going to get back to being one of those hardcore, has some length that uh, uh, you know at guard, yeah. and get after you defensively. So, uh, it, it, yes. is that you think we'll see that right away, or is that kind of a work yes. in progress? Yes. I okay, think, I, I think we'll see it right away. I mean, you, I'll tell and I'll tell you who's impressed me. Jacoby's going to be a terrific defender. You mentioned Jaden. I think Dantuan Grimes, the kid that's kind of under the radar that redshirted last year. They've really liked his toughness, that junkyard dog mentality that you're, you're kind of referring to. And so, and I think Jalen Bridges is probably going to be, he's definitely stronger. I think he's tougher. I think he can be a, a defensive factor. Don't forget Misi, a John winner. I think this team is going to get back to being a better defensive team than maybe the, the team we've seen 
the, the, the couple of teams we've seen since the, uh, the championship season. All right. Well, and uh, Scott's, I mean, he's even said this may be one of his deepest teams. Do you agree with that? Just the guards? I, I could see you using your Buckingham Palace, uh, rolling that out there yeah, tonight yeah, on yeah, ESPN. Yeah, come up with a new one. How about Rikers Island? More guards than Rikers Island. Or okay, Alcatraz. Okay. More guards than Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, I would say I would I would say so, but th- this is going to be um, they go deep at guard and the front line. I mean, this is uh, yeah. and when you say that, I mean, a lot of coaches say, "Oh, we could go 10 or 11 deep." And what do they do yeah. when the season gets going? And and, and it's well, time play, yeah. they'll get yeah, it down to six or, to 8 or 9, but yeah, at yeah. least early on that would be interesting to see him really expand this thing. Yeah, we'll see. Now, I don't know if he's going to play all 11 tonight, you know, but I I I think the point is, just like I said about Auburn, that both of these coaches both have said it's the deepest team that we've coached at Baylor at Auburn. Now, is it the best team? Probably not, but I think not hard to argue with what you see on the court, and that is he's got, Coach Drew's case, he's got 11 good players. By the way, since we've talked last, I've seen seven Big 12 teams, and I do think that Baylor has the most talent of any team I've seen in the league, and that includes Kansas, quite frankly, um, because Kansas only has nine scholarship players. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm writing that down as you say it. I mean, that's. That I know. Is, I know. Don't hold that, me. You know, I could. You know, don't. Don't, well, don't throw that back at me. But I. I that's I mean, what I see. That's, that's what my eyes tell me. Yeah, and and Bill Self, did you see those contract numbers? Did those remind you of some of your early contracts? Um, <laughs> I have not. I've heard. I heard a rumor while we were at the shootarounds uh, that Bill Self has gotten an extension. Yeah. And uh, I think that's great. I'm sure the numbers are astronomical. And all I, I said, I said to our Baylor fans here, well, that means Scott Drew's going to get a raise. <laughs> it may not be the same raise, but it, I think you know. I mean, I mean, you I know, think Scott Drew's probably happier than anybody. We never, we never heard Scott's deal after the national championship. Never, like nobody yep. ever reported it. And I don't think I haven't asked about it. Scott won't talk about it. I've asked about it a bunch, and they always said, "Oh yeah, we're going to do a big, we're going to do it." And I've never seen it reported because it's a private school; they don't have private to put school. it out. But I, right. surely he, I know Scott advises other coaches, right? They say, "Oh, what, what kind of deal?" And after they'll have a big season, Scott will say. Get you a lifetime contract. <laughs> well, here's a, here's the thing we know about Baylor and yeah. and Coach Drew. You and I both know that this is the greatest rebuilding job in college basketball history. Uh, I was mocked the first ten or twelve years. Now it's kind of etched in stone. You have to be an idiot not to not think that's true. And I got a feeling that uh, that Baylor has been kind to Coach Drew, and Coach Drew certainly has carried his weight. And listen. You and I are both, you know, we're going to look back on this era of Baylor basketball and just like say, wow, you know, wow, 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 because it's been amazing. And I think it's going to continue. I think it's going to continue. Well, have a great call. Uh, Coach Jake has told me 50 to 60 percent new playbook on offense. Now, again, he might be using old Mosley to kind of, you know, get some stuff out there, maybe plant some. But that, boy, I heard that, and that really kind of, raise my eyebrows a little bit that's kind of interesting well you know i told roxy this at the shoot arounds both coaches since there's no film that either team has i look at it and i say boy 
it's not exactly the same offense I remember the last couple of years. There's some similarities, but obviously there's some adjustments to the talent you have. And again, one of the many reasons we're excited about this game is I'm anxious to see the not only the new offenses, but how a team defends something that they're not sure is coming. So, you know, there's like you're, you're playing a team with only one eye open and then they'll make adjustments during the game and there'll be timeouts and, hey, we got to guard it this way. But I, I think both coaches have probably changed 50% of their offense. And because neither team has got film on the other, it's going to be a very interesting first 10 minutes of the game. All right. I didn't get your comments on sign stealing. We'll do that next time, all right? Uh, I'll get your you thoughts on the Michigan situation. Hey, have a, have a great call. We... Thank you. <laughs> you. You got it, Matt. We'll talk soon. See you. Uh, all right. Uh, Fran Fraschilla, there he goes. Roxy Bernstein and uh, Fran Fraschilla on the call from out there at the Pentagon. I couldn't tell if they were Let's see. What time's that game tonight? Eight, eight o'clock central time. Um, couldn't tell if they were over there yet. I think they might have been just kind of hanging out, getting ready to go over to the arena when we were talking to him there. It's maybe five. What is it, South Dakota? Aaron, you know off the top of your head, what kind of time zone is that in? Let me think where that is. It is central. Line. Oh, they're in our time zone. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I don't know if he's going over there or not. He, he's get over there. Watch a little bit. He saw, saw practice this morning. I mean, that fascinates me. Aaron, what do you, that, that, the bit of like, I don't know if it's breaking news. It's just kind of interesting. He's seen seven Big 12 teams, and he said, he said, Baylor has the most talent that I've seen, and that includes Kansas. Whoa, whoa. I mean, Aaron, you think the Jayhawks? When we tweet that out, do you think the Jayhawks might? I mean, they might try to push back, but I think he's basically saying, hey, Baylor has more scholarship players. I think Kansas does have great talent, but they may not go as deep as the Bears. I think it's probably what he's saying, but he said it. And I find that very, very interesting. Uh, That number for Bill Self, Aaron, and we can get back into that in Campus Confidential, but I think like this year (laughs) he's going He's gonna make like thirteen million. That doesn't even, that can't that doesn't sound right. I mean, like that's we're talking about like Nick Saban money or something. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's crazy. It's it's, it's like a five year fifty three million six million dollar extension. I'm like, where's Kansas getting all this money? <laughs> I mean, it's not the state. Well, they save a the lot states. on compliance, so. <laughs> Whatever's left over goes to Bill Sell's contract. <laughs> they did they don't they don't have a compliance office there. So they they could they could put that. that's good. I like that. That is good stuff there. All right. It is um the Matt Mosley show. I mean, where else do you get that kind of guest? Game day. Friend Frashilla. Uh, that's good. That's good. And then our man J Mo on the scene. Pat Nunley on the scene. Jerry Hill. I believe he has made his way to South Dakota. The man loves the cold weather. He's a guy who's got a always has a good winter coat. He's got he's got on the hood, it's got a lot of fuzzy stuff. Jerry Jerry's just a guy who loves a good parka and uh, likes being up there in those kind of environments. All right, we'll uh, get you caught up on a couple of uh, NFL items. And uh, and then get ready for some campus 
confidential. Surely we don't have any new Michigan sign-stealing news. All coming up next.